Hi everybody, welcome back to Pagan's Witchy Corner. My name is Pagan. I hope you guys are having a great week so far. And I am sorry I did not get an episode out to you guys like I promised you. My MS kicked my butt. Oh my goodness, y'all did it kick my butt. I, the changing of seasons usually is really hard for my MS and it's been particularly hard this year. So if I miss a week, y'all know why. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I do. I wish that it was a little easier for me to plan and do all that. But here we go. So I hope you guys really enjoyed the Pendulums episode. I hope you also enjoyed the review on the Hedgewitch book and also the book on A Mystical Practical Guide to Magic. Uh, the, they were both wonderful little books. There's more reviews that are going to be coming up soon. Also, there's going to be some cool bonus audio that is going to be included in the subscriber feeds. If you are not a subscriber, uh, please check the wonderful link in the show descriptions on how to become a show subscriber. When you become a subscriber, you get access to bonus episodes right in your podcast player should be i believe through spotify i'm presuming that it might be on itunes but i'm not 100 percent sure it's a new thing that anchor is offering if you are unsure about it you could always go to the anchor show link and you can listen to the bonus feeds there once you become a subscriber becoming a subscriber of the show is really easy and it's really wonderful because it's a great way to help the show grow and continue to do that plus you get bonus content so if you're a big fan of the show it's more content in your ears Woo! yay <laughs> um so please consider becoming a subscriber okay now that we've gotten the business all out of the way let's talk about more divination stuff I promised you guys a tarot episode and that's what this is this is all about tarot if you are new to tarot and you are unsure what it is tarot is a deck of cards it's 78 cards there are 22 major arcana cards and 56 minor arcana cards and the minor arcana cards are set up into four suits which is usually swords wands cups and pentacles now depending on your deck this will vary from what the suits are named but ultimately that is the general I guess, description of them. <laughs> the general name for them. That's the word I was looking for. And the major arcanas are all usually the same. And they range anywhere from the fool to the magician to the devil to the tower, etc., etc., etc. Wonderful, wonderful things. And they all hold wonderful meanings and they all tell different stories. The fun thing about the tarot is from the fool all the way through the end of the ma major arcana it tells a story it tells the story of the fool's journey so if that is something that you're interested in get yourself a good tarot deck learn the story and research it and play with it that's the fun part we're also going to talk a little bit about oracle in this episode as well because i like to lump the two together because they do fit really nicely together. They're both decks of cards. Uh, we could also probably, yeah, you know what? We're going to talk also a little bit about Lenormand decks. I am not super versed in Lenormand. I do not own a Lenormand deck, so I cannot tell you whether or not they're a good fit for everyone. But I can tell you a little bit about them. The best thing that I can say about Lenormand, if you really want to know a lot about Lenormand, check out Kiki Drombowski's book, A Curious Future. 
Kiki was on the show. You guys heard her wonderful interview. You heard my review for her book. Go check it out. If you haven't already bought a copy, please go buy a copy. But first things first, let's continue talking about tarot. Now, tarot is kind of like getting tattoos. At least it is for me. Tarot and oracle decks are like tattoos. You can never just own one. <laughs> I'm People who own just one tarot deck, you are a special breed of wonderful amazing humans because I cannot own just one because they're gorgeous it's like having little decks of art that tell you stories and tell you all the information you need to know and sometimes they're very brutal I have a couple of brutal decks and I have a couple of really nice decks that will kind of you know hold your hand through the terrifying information that you need to know about life Whereas others will just be like, no, bitch, this is what you need to hear and you need to go deal with this. Otherwise, I'm just not going to talk to you. And it's true. My tarot decks have personalities of their own. And the more you play with your tarot, the more you will understand how that works. Same with oracle decks. Oracle decks sometimes are wonderful and play beautifully and each have their own stories. But we'll talk more about oracle in a minute. Now, when you're buying a tarot deck, there is a falsehood that has been spread around out there since the 90s that somebody else needs to buy you your first tarot deck. Well, for some folks, you're going to be waiting a really long time, if not forever, for somebody to buy you a tarot deck. And that's not really beneficial for anybody because what happens if somebody buys you a tarot deck and you and that deck just don't mesh? It happens. I, I've had people buy me tarot decks and they just didn't mesh. In fact, I have some that sit on my shelves that I never look at because of the fact that we just don't talk to each other. We don't play nice with each other. So I'm going to tell you guys for your own practice, go ahead and throw that out the window. Throw that rule right out the window. That rule, in my opinion, does not exist. I have bought all my tarot decks except for the uh, a couple for myself. And... All the ones I've bought for myself, except for one, one Oracle deck, but all the other tarot decks that I've bought for myself play really nicely with me because they jive with me. Now, if you are buying your first tarot deck, a lot of people will say go buy a Rider Waite deck or a Rider Waite inspired deck because those have the traditional imagery. And it's true. I do not own a Rider Waite deck, but I own one that is inspired by it. And that is the everyday witch tarot. Now, my tarot decks range from creativity to dark and twisty to colorful to you name it. To, it's fan inspired. I have a Game of Thrones tarot deck, uh, which eventually I'll probably also own the Supernatural tarot deck because I'm a huge Supernatural fan. But there's so many of them that do different things and they all speak differently. Yes, you may end up pulling the card and the cards all have the same meanings, but they speak differently. And I'm of a school of two mindsets when it comes to tarot. Yes, tarot is a tool and it can be used however you'd like to see fit and it is still slightly manipulated by your own energies. But I also see tarot as something that almost gets a tulpa type energy because the more you play with it, the more you talk to it, the more you use it, the more energy you put into it, you are breathing life into this deck. And this deck will take on its own personality and its own 
I don't want to say life force, but it, it takes on its own energies. And that to me is just as powerful as it being a tool. I like both schools of thought and that's why I use both schools of thought. And the reason that I do this, yes, my tarot decks all have personalities of their own, but I can say, hey, we're not doing traditional tarot reading, we're using this for spirit communication and this is how this is going to work. And most of the time, most of the time, some of my decks won't do this, but most of the time my decks will be like, okay, so we're doing something different tonight. And then they accommodate to that. So when you're playing with your tarot, and let's say you just bought a brand new tarot deck, congratulations on buying a brand new tarot deck if you just did, that's awesome. I would love for you guys to tell me all about it, send me pictures, etc, etc, etc. Like I said, I am a tarot collector, so I love tarot. And when it comes to that, I recommend play with your deck. Sit there and while you're watching a movie, you just shuffle with it. Just touch it, play with it, get used to it, get used to it being in your hands. Um, sometimes the cards are really stiff, so you need to work with them a lot to loosen them up so they're easier to shuffle. And, you know, if you're also buying a tarot deck, find a tarot deck. If you can, go to a local store and see if you can find a deck that fits your hands. I have a couple of decks that are almost too big for my hands, and so they're really hard to shuffle. Um, most of them are oracle decks, not tarot decks, but that's okay. I still love those decks regardless. Now, Let's say that you find a deck that just doesn't respond to you. You think you're going to respond really well to it, but you don't respond well with it. That's okay. It happens. There are some decks that you think, oh, I'm going to fall madly in love with this deck. I need this deck in my life. And you get it and you and the deck are just like, nope, nope, we don't like each other. And that's okay. You can, if you, if it's still within your return window, you could return the deck or um, you could put it on a shelf. You could give it away. You could, I guess, throw it away if you really wanted to. I find that to be a little bit wasteful, but you know, teach their own. So if you're not jiving with your deck, that's okay. There are literally thousands of decks out there. And if you don't jive with the Rider weight imagery, that's okay. Now let's talk about learning the meanings of tarot. Learning the meanings of tarot is a lot. There's 78 cards. And that's a lot to learn. 78 is a lot of messages to learn and understand their meanings. So if it takes you a long time to understand how tarot works, that's okay. If you still have to look up the cards for most of your readings for the first five years of reading tarot, okay. If you have to look up the meaning of a card because of the fact that you don't know what it actually means or because it's never come up for you in any reading ever, that's okay. And if you're doing this professionally, you might look at what we call intuition readings versus the actual meanings of the card. I still recommend you learn the meanings, but if you buy a deck that has really gorgeous imagery, especially if it's Rider Waite style, you can read the imagery of that card just as strongly as you could read the actual messages of that card. And that can be just as powerful, if not more, than reading what's written in the book or written on the website, whatever it may be. So if that's something that you're interested in, definitely do that. Because 
learning how to read based off of the imagery, off of the intuition, that's going to be a lot stronger than just reading what somebody else wrote in that book. And we'll talk again about, I know I keep saying that we're going to talk about the Oracle decks in a minute. We're getting there. I promise. If you're somebody that gets a tarot deck and it feels too complicated for you, it feels like it's too much. There's too many messages, too many cards, too many things. That's okay. That is perfectly okay. I know some people who cannot jive with tarot at all. They need Oracle decks to read. They cannot jive with tarot because there's too much information. And that's perfectly fine. So if you are somebody that has a tarot deck and you're just like, it's so hard for me to remember everything, look it up. Look up the messages if you want to. If you don't want to look up the messages, try reading intuitively. Read the imagery. Read what is coming to you through your guides, your uh, deities, whatever is communicating with you. That little voice in the back of your head, whatever you're feeling, whatever your gut's saying. If your gut's saying that somebody is having a bad time and they need to deal with their stuff, even though the cards may not say that, then yeah, go ahead and say that. Because guess what? Sometimes... The cards may not, it might be, you might pull three cards, but it's that fourth card that says you also have some shit you need to deal with. Yes, you have this, all these great things are coming into your life, but they're not going to come into your life until this. And when you read tarot, how I read, if I'm doing a three card reading, or actually if I'm doing any type of card reading, I like to take, pull from the top, and then I will flip the deck over. And the bottom card is what I call my action card. And that is what you need to do to make whatever in that reading is supposed to happen, happen. So if you're dealing with some stuff, there's a lot happening, your action card should be the card that tells you, okay, you need to work through this in order to get this flowing or to work through this problem or to make these good things come into your life. Whatever the reading is telling you, whatever it is saying, that action card is the, the card that tells you, here's your roadmap. Here's where you would like to go, but here's your roadmap. That's your action card. Now, some people don't do that, and that's perfectly fine. That's just the way I read. That's the way I like to read. I like to give people that wonderful roadmap from the tarot deck. And sometimes the action card seems strange, and sometimes it seems a little complicated, like it doesn't make sense. But the funny thing is, when it comes to reading, even if the reading doesn't make sense in that moment, it might make sense tomorrow, next week, three months from now. And then it clicks in that person's brain and they go, oh, well, damn, that was that tarot reading. The tarot reading said this was going to happen. Sometimes it's super far in the future, but it does make sense and it does happen. So when it comes to reading tarot or any sort of divination, trust your intuition. And it, sometimes it's really hard to trust your intuition because we live in a society that tells us, oh, no, that, that's, you're crazy if you see this or if you feel this or if you hear this. Any of the Claire's senses, if you have any of those that are open and you're getting those kind of messages coming through, trust them. It's okay. But society has put so much stigma on it that any sort of psychic intuition or any sort of psychic senses automatically goes to, I'm crazy. No, no, you're not crazy. But yeah, so go ahead and trust your intuition, trust your senses. And then when you get done with your reading, go ahead and shuffle your deck again. Just 
cleanse all the energy out, whatever it may be. Even if you're reading for yourself, go ahead and shuffle it again, cleanse out the energy before you put it back in the box. Or you can knock the deck to cleanse it as well. You can do sound cleansing. You can do a smoke cleanse with some incense, whatever you want to do. Obviously, you can't do like a water or oil cleanse because, you know, most of the cards are paper. So don't do that. But yeah, it's really fun to do that. Now, let's go talk a little bit about Oracle decks. So you're somebody who either loves Oracle, is interested in Oracle, or doesn't jive with Tarot. Oracle is probably a very good fit for you. So Oracle decks are, I would like to call them the creative form of divination card readings. And the reason that I say that they're the creative form is because Oracle decks can come in any shape, any size, any picture, any depiction, any story, any description. That is based on the author. Now, some Oracle decks will have great deep meanings, whereas others want you to read based off your intuition and the imagery on the card. I have one deck in particular that is like that. <laughs> the deck in particular that is like that for me is the Dark Mirror deck. And the Dark Mirror Oracle deck is a gorgeous deck. It is a brutal deck. It is very harsh. It is meant to get down into the deep and darkness within you in order for you to work through that. Don't get me wrong. I've had some very positive readings with that deck. I have had some very uplifting readings with that deck, but I've also had some very dark and twisted readings with that. It is not for a beginner in my opinion. So if you're looking for an Oracle deck that is really wonderful, easy to read, very comfortable to read, my first Oracle deck was the Oracle of the Shapeshifter by, I can't read her last name y'all, um, but the Oracle of the Shapeshifter. And it has gorgeous imagery, very easy to read, very comfortable, the cards feel nice. And the Mystical Shaman Oracle deck is also a great Oracle deck as well. So that being said, those are a couple of my favorite ones. But Oracle is very easy because of the fact that usually it has great imagery to read off of. However, sometimes your imagery is not going to match what's in the book. And that's okay. Now, learning what the book says is very I guess you could almost say it's important to understand what your Oracle deck means. And it's okay to look that up. It's okay to understand it. It's okay to say, okay, I don't resonate with this book's message, but here's what this card's telling me. So it's also really important to keep tarot journals or Oracle, Oracle journals in order for you to learn from these cards. So as you get to know your cards, the cards may differ for you and that's okay. The I'd like to say that the books are guidebooks. They're more like guidelines, if you want to quote Pirates of the Caribbean, rather than hard set rules. Trust your intuition. If the card is saying, oh, hey, you know, this is the two kittens card out of the Oracle of the Shapeshifters deck, it might be saying, hey, yes, you have a choice to make, or you might be part of a choice, or you might have something else that's going on that is sitting in front of you that has a dual image. There's two sides to the coin kind of thing. That might be what it's saying to you versus what it says in the book, where in the book, I believe that that card actually talks about a choice that needs to be made between choosing one kitten or the other. 
Um, so when you're learning your tarot decks, you're learning your oracle decks, learn what works best for you. As you guys have heard me say a million times on the show, and I'm going to say it a million times more, you're going to get tired of me hearing it. Your magic is what matters. Your way is what matters. Now, that is the way that you should be practicing. If it doesn't jive with you doing it the set in stone way through the guidebook, but you can get a beautiful message out of that deck through your intuition, that way is the right way. Same with the tarot. The tarot may mean, let's say, the the tower card, for instance. I was trying to think of a card. It took me a minute. The tower card. Tower card talks a lot about change and upheaval and stuff like that. But for you, the tower may be something completely different. It may still mean change, but it might mean more of a positive change. And it might mean something that is different. You may also not be somebody who likes to read cards in reverse. That's okay. If you don't want to read your cards in reverse, don't. You want to read your cards completely in reverse. Okay. If you want to read your cards completely both, where it's either upright or reverse, that's fine too. Do what works best for you. Always. Now, let's talk a little bit about Lenormand decks. And Lenormand decks are another style. It's kind of like a cross between a oracle deck and a tarot deck. Lenormand cards are very interesting and they have cards that are like the writer, the clover, snake, coffin, stuff like that. They're very interesting cards, but they don't always mean they're apparently for a lot of people who read Lenormand, you either love it or you hate it. I am interested in buying a deck. I have not bought one. So I'm not going to give you a whole lot of information. I'm just going to tell you that there is a third type of card reading out there that is called the Norman decks. Definitely check it out if it's something that you're interested in. There are different types of decks. They're all beautiful. They all have different types of meanings. If you have Kiki Drombrowski's book, she has a whole section on page 84 about Lenormand and their meanings. So that is all I'm going to say about Lenormand because, again, I have never used one, so I cannot give you my true opinion on Lenormand. But Lenormand decks are something that I'm also interested in. I'd like to get at least one to see if I like it or if I hate it. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes and I'll keep you all posted on that. But when it comes to Tarot and Oracle, buy the decks. Buy whatever deck you like, whatever feels good to you. And even if you get it and it doesn't feel right, feel free to return it. Or go ahead and keep it or give it away or just train yourself to learn how to work with it. Sometimes decks take a couple of days to get used to the, each other. Get you, you used to the deck and the deck used to you. That's okay too. Now, here's a fun thing to do. Once you get kind of skilled in reading your tarot and reading your oracle, try doing a combined reading of tarot and oracle. And maybe Lenormand. See what, how it reads when you do that. So if you're faced with something that seems like it's a really big problem or a really big situation that you just need a whole lot of advice on or need multiple perspectives on, grab an oracle deck, grab a tarot deck, pull a couple of cards from the oracle deck, pull a couple of cards from the tarot deck, 
and read that way and see what jives and what it has to tell you. Sometimes for me, I find Oracle decks a lot of times to be a lot softer than Tarot. Tarot is more straightforward to the point. And Oracle decks are kind of like, okay, you need to work on this. You need to work on this, but you're still a great person. <laughs> kind of thing. A lot of Oracle decks do that, but some Oracle decks like the Dark Mirror deck are just like, no, you have a lot of stuff you got to work through. And until you work through that, this is exactly how much pain you're in and shows an imagery of a lot of pain. So that's one of those things that depending on the deck that you're reading from, if you're reading from a dark deck like that, like the Dark Mirror deck, be prepared for some brutal honesty. And if you're reading from a softer deck like the Oracle of the Shapeshifter mixed with Tarot, you're probably going to have a lot softer of a reading, um, which is just fine. So when it comes to Tarot, when it comes to Oracle, play. When it comes to all forms of divination, play. Play, 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 play. And the reason I say this is because of the fact that sometimes we think that we need to get it right first try out the gate. I'm still learning my tarot deck meanings. And it's mainly because I have ADHD and I can't keep anything in my brain to remember it. But also because there are 78 cards. And depending on how you read them, they have a long message. They have a lot behind them to say. And I'm one of those people that I cannot sit down and just read only with tarot or just read oracle. Sometimes I have to read both. Sometimes I want to learn both. Sometimes I have new decks that I want to play with instead of playing with my old ones. Um, but that's okay. It doesn't mean that you are a bad reader. It doesn't mean that you are broken. It does not mean anything like that. If you have to look up the meanings or if you have to do, if you're doing straight intuition readings, whatever may be best for you is the best way for you to read. And that goes for pretty much any divination pretty much any divination. There's a few out there that are, I will make a few exceptions for. But when it comes to all of these things, play with it. Learn what makes it work best for you. And that kind of goes back into that school of thought of it being a tool. Help that tarot to work best for you. Because if that's not working best for you, maybe you need to try a different way of reading. I know that there are wonderful divinists out there like Katie Webb who will pull tarot cards and also use horror movies as divination in conjunction with those tarot cards. I don't know how she does it, but they're always very accurate, very on the money, very fun. And if you haven't checked them out, follow Katie Webb. I believe it's uh, Katie or Gorgon underscore Katie on Twitter. I believe. Um, she has wonderful readings every, I think, new moon, full moon, something like that with uh, horror movies. But they're a lot of fun. You can scroll back through her feeds and you can find them. They are very, very fun. And that's the important thing when it comes to divination. If you're not having fun with it, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Or you're probably putting too much pressure on yourself to get it right. So even if you're getting it wrong, that's okay. Look at it one way and say, if I get it wrong, that's okay because I'm learning. And then you figure out what works best for you. Now, as I'm sitting here telling you all this, my brain is going, don't forget to mention witch Witchy Wednesdays. So a couple of weeks ago, 
I formed a group over on the RPN Gilded, and every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, we have a Witchy Wednesday group. One week we did Tarot, another week we did Oracle, and this last week we did Numerology and Psychic Aptitude cards. And we are doing these different forms of playing with Tarot playing with all forms of divination in order to help ourselves grow. And I believe our next one, I think that we're going to be using tarot cards and doing some channeling as well. So we're going to see what we can do with that. It's going to be a lot of fun. The other thing too, if you're wanting to play with tarot and you're wanting to use it for spirit communication, it works really well for spirit communication. And we do that on Saturdays at our Saturday seances. So Come check both of those out, especially if you're somebody who is new and wanting to play with these things and learn how to grow. Our groups are very open and accepting. We love people to join us. We love people to be there. And we all grow together. We all work together. And these are all play... Uh, the, the Witchy Wednesday is a play group. It is a group where we get to come. We get to bring our divination tools. We don't worry about getting it right. We don't worry about getting it wrong. We just play. And we see how... We grow and most of the time we're pretty spot on with all of our readings so find what makes it fun find what makes it work for you and find what is absolutely the best possible thing that you could do for you and your practice so that may not be my way that might be doing it completely different you might like to you know read tarot completely in reverse because that's the only way that works best for you that's a little unheard of in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know anybody who reads just in reverse, but you never know. There might be somebody out there who likes to read only in reverse because it's the only way that it makes sense to read for them. It works with their energy to do that. Or you might be somebody that likes to read only in upright and that's okay. You don't have to read in reverse. You don't have to read in strictly upright you can read in both you can do all of the above if you want to you know put your cards sideways and create a whole brand new system that works best for you go for it divination is all about exploration and communicating with the divine and if the divine is leading you to do something that is a little out of the ordinary i say try it i say work with it see what happens let me know as well because i'm always interested in those kind of things those kind of things are fun so Tell me about your tarot decks. Tell me about your oracle decks. Tell me about all these things. Come to Witchy Wednesdays. Let's have a good time and play together. Let's grow together. Also, a lot of our Witchy Wednesdays are probably going to also be streamed on Twitch. So if you don't want to join Gilded or are having a hard time understanding how Gilded works or don't have a device that works well with Gilded because a lot of times the voice chats for Gilded, you need a PC to work with them properly. In those regards, come join us on Twitch. You can still participate. You can still observe and be there and do all the fun stuff. We have some fun people the other night that were participating. They were just doing it through Twitch chat versus being in voice chat. So it's always a good time. It's always a lot of fun. Play with your divination. Grow with your divination. And there's going to be some great books on tarot, great books on oracle. And I, well... I, let me rephrase that. There's going to be some great books with tarot. I will recommend some books about that have mentions of Oracle in them. 
they're not strictly about just tarot or just oracle i'm sorry and i will also have kiki's book referenced in there if you haven't already gotten a copy uh, that talks about lenormand and i will also put in some links to some of my favorite decks so if you're interested in buying them there you go that's the best way to do that plus buying them also helps support the podcast because they're affiliated links so thank you so much for joining us today are joining me today and next week we are going to probably be talking about Ogham and runes these are two things that i'm still learning but i think that it's always a good time to talk about them and we're going to talk a little bit about those wonderful things and then after that we're going to talk more about some different types of divination which would be seashell divination, crystal divination, dice divination, and all sorts of fun stuff. So stay tuned for those wonderful episodes. Also, again, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast and become a wonderful subscriber, remember there is going to be a bonus episode that comes out this week. So make sure you get in there, become a subscriber, because then you get access to that wonderful bonus audio. And I will talk to you guys all very soon. I will see you guys on Saturday for the seance. And then I will see you guys hopefully on Wednesday for Witchy Wednesday. Thank you so much for joining me. And y'all stay safe. Bye, everybody.